Welcome to Dodgers Homestand, your behind-the-scenes look at what makes the Dodgers Stadium experience so special for baseball fans and ball players alike. A unique perspective on Dodgers baseball from someone who's there for every home game and who has one of the best seats in the house. And now, your host, the public address announcer for the Los Angeles Dodgers, the voice of God in blue heaven on earth, Todd Lights. Well, I guess when you're a PA announcer, you have yourself introduce you. Allow myself to introduce me. Hey, thanks for stopping by the PA booth here at beautiful Dodger Stadium on opening night of the MLB season. Opening night of the 2023 Dodgers season. We had a little scare of rain coming in in the afternoon. But by game time, skies were clear. You could see the snow-capped mountains in the distance. And the excitement was high. More than 50,000 fans in attendance to watch the Dodgers beat the Arizona Diamondbacks 8-2. The line score, for the Arizona Diamondbacks, two runs, four hits, one error. For your Dodgers, eight runs, 12 hits, and one error. Winning pitcher, Julio Urias. He looked pretty darn good. Losing pitcher, Zach Gallen, who also looked pretty good. But the Dodgers were able to string some hits together, get to him, and bring up his pitch count and knock him out of the game. The Arizona Diamondbacks scored a couple quick runs, but that was all they could manage. And the Dodgers scored pretty much eight unanswered runs to take the game. Let's look at the scorebook right now. Will Smith really is our player of the game. I mean, he was three for four. He doubled, drove in four runs, one of them with a sacrifice fly. He was money, and he really came through. Uh, James Outman, a great debut at Dodger Stadium. Debut, you know, kind of. He he kind of was he, he kind of was with the Dodgers before, but I don't believe that he uh, played here at Dodger Stadium last season. So he looked great, two for three with a home run, a double, and a couple of ribbies. And David Peralta playing against his old team. David Peralta got the start in left field. He went two for four with an RBI as well. So. Dodgers put it together offensively uh, really well, and it was a pretty darn good good-looking ball game by the Los Angeles Dodgers. There were some cool things that happened. Uh, Sandy Koufax was here, and if you weren't here early enough or you couldn't get into the stadium or maybe you just didn't notice in pregame, but Sandy Koufax, the great Sandy Koufax, was here at Dodger Stadium, and he was down in the uh, owner's box uh, for a few innings. It got a little cold out here. I think it got down to about 50 degrees. Not quite as cold as it was on uh, Sunday night against the Angels in the final spring training game here at Dodger Stadium. But it was pretty chilly all the same, although the Dodger bats heated up nicely, uh, with the exception of Max Muncy, unfortunately, who uh, suffered a career-high five Ks, five strikeouts for Mike, Max Muncy, and uh, it wasn't that he looked horrible up there at the plate but uh, he uh, he was definitely scuffling and and the good news is that he's got 161 games to kind of turn that around but uh, not a good start for Max Muncy. Dodgers used four pitchers. Julio Rios got the start. He went six innings, gave up four hits, two runs, two earned runs. The only walk he gave up was a hit batsman. He kind of uh, clipped Ketel Marte in the first inning, 
And I think Marte came around to score too, so that uh, proved a little costly. But he, he had it going on. He had six Ks through 79 pitches, 57 of which were strikes. So Julio looked really good. Then we had Bickford come in. Phil Bickford came in, pitched an inning. Shelby Miller was uh, lights out once again. And Yancy Almonte uh, looked really good closing out the ninth inning. The uh, Arizona Diamondbacks used five pitchers. Zach Gallon was the starter. He went four and two-thirds innings, gave up six hits, five runs, five earned runs, three walks, seven Ks. He threw 89 pitches, 55 of which were strikes. And then they brought in Salser, Nelson, Vargas, and Ginkle to kind of close it up. So a really good victory by the Dodgers, a great start to the 2023 season, beating the Arizona Diamondbacks 8-2. Now, it was opening night here at Dodger Stadium. A lot of people have asked me, wow, opening night, that's kind of weird. I'm used to kind of opening day type situations at Dodger Stadium, but I'm told that there have been 23 opening nights here at Dodger Stadium since 1962. 23 of them. Uh, we had one a couple years ago, and uh, last year it, was, uh, it wasn't really MLB opening day, but our first game here last season was a night game. So it's not all that unusual. What was unusual was to see the tarp down on the field a couple times before the game. During batting practice, uh, they rolled the tarp out a couple times. We did see some drizzle, I would call it, out here for a little while, which is a strange sight in Los Angeles. Uh, not this year, but a strange sight during baseball season. And uh, we've gone 1,811 games now, including tonight, without a rain out. 1,811 straight ball games at Dodger Stadium without a rain out. So that streak continues, and I have a feeling that we're going to see more rainy weather as we head into April and maybe into May, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, it's been obviously a very rainy winter and a pretty rainy early spring here in Los Angeles and Southern California. So we may see possibly a rain delay. We've already... Uh, started to make plans for that eventuality. It's not something that the Dodgers have had to think about, obviously, for 1,811 games. But um, it is something that uh, happens all over the country. A lot of teams have to deal with these rain delays, and we've been blessed not to have to deal with them. But uh, we could see some, and that might be interesting. Me personally, I wouldn't like it. Uh, the time of the game today was, was pretty quick. It was uh, two hours and 35 minutes. And the reason I think it went that long was because was because uh, their Dodgers got a lot of hits and there were a lot of pitching changes. So, um, you know, that, that pushed the game time up. But it's well within what's been the average now with the new rules, the pitch clock, uh, the batter having to get in place. Uh, one interesting thing that happened, we saw our first pitch clock violation when uh, the Diamondbacks pitcher Kevin Ginkle was kind of uh, he was called for quick pitching and technically it's it's a it's a pitch clock violation. The umpire was saying that he was coming set before the batter in this case Will Smith was able to get set and get ready. Um, so they called that technically a, a pitch clock violation, but really what it was is he was quick he was trying to quick pitch and he got called for it. Um, so that's uh, that's our first pitch clock violation. We had a, a, a great 50-50 raffle 
Um, that uh, that money benefits the Los Angeles Dodgers Foundation. Half of the money raised in the raffle goes to the Dodgers Foundation. Half goes to the fan or fans that have uh, bought the tickets to get the winning number. And they raised $152,220. Now, I'm no math whiz, but somebody got about $76,000, $77,000 that they walked out of here with tonight. And uh, that's a pretty nice take for a, a, a baseball game. But the big story for us uh, behind the scenes here in the PA booth and down on the field, uh, our great uh, uh, field, field personnel down there, was the pregame show. And, you know, it's always a big show here on opening day at Dodger Stadium. And tonight was no exception. We had uh, a full complement of our hosts, Dave Stiles, Kate Hansen, um, Natalia Perez, and Morgan Tompkins were all here and uh, did a great job. We had this salsa band, which was really cool, called Rumba y Clave. And they were out in the center field plaza pregame, laying down some nice sounds. Um, real danceable, fun music out there. We had some mariachis on hand to uh, play a little bit. And uh, they actually played for a, a big a big ceremony that we had that honored a bunch of our, um, well, actually three of our uh, Cy Young Award winners from years past. And those were uh, Oral Hershiser won the Cy Young in 1988. And, um, you know, since being awarded to Don Newcomb back in 1956, not a single Major League Baseball franchise has won more Cy Young Awards than the Dodgers. Um, from Nuke to Kirsch, eight different players received the honor a total of 12 times, and we are very pleased to welcome back three of them for tonight's ceremonial first pitch. And when I say welcome back, I, you know, a couple of them kind of are here all the time, and you'll find out who in just a moment. Uh, the first one we honored uh, won his Cy Young Award 35 years ago this year, and he had an amazing season in 1988, led the league with 23 wins, 15 complete games, eight shutouts. And five of those eight shutouts occurred in the month of September when he didn't allow a single run for 59 consecutive innings. And that broke a major league record previously held by another Dodger legend, the 1962 Cy Young Award winner, Don Drysdale. And, uh, you know, he'll tell you that the biggest accomplishment of 1988 was winning the World Series. And he's a Dodger broadcaster and a really cool guy. Got a chance to knuckle bump him, uh, waiting in line for food and in the dinner hall earlier, Oral Hershiser. Oral's a great guy. He was a fantastic pitcher. Back in 1974, Mike Marshall of the Dodgers was the first relief pitcher ever to win the Cy Young Award. And then in 2003, we got this closer from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Um, and he was really, really lights out. When this guy came into the game, it was game over. I mean, he strung together... A major league record, 84 consecutive saves between August of 2002 and July of 2004. That's two years, practically, where he had 84 consecutive saves. And in his Cy Young winning season, he saved 55 games in 55 opportunities. Never blew a save. And only allowed two runs all season long. You know who I'm talking about? Well, welcome to the jungle might be a, a little... A little uh, clue for you. And that's Eric Gagne, um, number 38. Uh, you know, when he was known as Game Over, 
and he was a National League Cy Young Award winner in 2003. Eric Gagne was here, and man, that guy looks that guy looks like he could be ready to pitch right now. I mean, he looks like he's in really good shape. And of course, the third Cy Young Award winner honored tonight, recognized throwing out a ceremonial first pitch. Well, he blew onto the scene in 1981. He's the only major leaguer to he's the only major leaguer in major league history to win the rookie of the year and the Cy Young Award in the same season. Amazing. That year was 1981. And his complete game shutout victory on opening day of that season was the birth of Fernando Mania. And that continues to impact this team, this stadium, this fan base to this day, to this very day. You know, 40, what, 42 years later? Yeah, we're talking about Fernando Valenzuela, the kid from Navajo, Mexico. He would win his first eight starts that year and remarkably gave up a total of four earned runs during that initial stretch and led the league in several categories that year. He helped the Dodgers win their fifth World Series title in 81. And on August 11th of this year, you've got to mark your calendars for this if you're a Fernando fan, his number 34 will finally be retired officially by the Dodgers. El Toro is finally getting his due. And, you know, the Dodgers have a, a policy that they don't retire numbers unless you are in the Hall of Fame. Um, and... They're making an exception here for Fernando because of his impact on this organization, this city, um, and this fan base, and really has attracted the Latino fan base to Dodger Stadium uh, since the 80s, and they've continued to come out um, ever since. And uh, it wouldn't be Dodger Stadium without all our, all our great uh, Latino fans. Uh, by the way, um, some great guys caught the ceremonial first pitch from these three great pitchers. Rick Dempsey caught the final out of the 88 World Series. Uh, Dave Roberts was backing up Eric Gagne uh, back in his great season. He was playing out in the outfield at that time. Dave Roberts, of course, the Dodgers manager now. And the catcher who caught Fernando's no-hitter in 1990. Yes, the great Mike Sosha, the former Angels manager and the longtime catcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers. We also had an appearance from our mayor, the first, uh, the first ever woman chief executive of the city of Los Angeles, the 43rd mayor of the great city of L.A., Mayor Karen Bass was here throwing out, or actually she delivered the first pitch balls uh, to those Cy Young Award winners, and they all, they all threw a strike. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna give them a strike on that on that beautiful throw, and every each and every game here at Dodger Stadium before the game we do it's time for Dodger baseball. And ever since the passing of the great Vin Scully, who called Dodger games for 67 years, uh, we've been running videos of him before games at various times in his career saying, it's time for Dodger baseball. And so um, that's a real fan favorite uh, to have Vinny um, call, it's time for Dodger baseball before uh, the, the team takes the field in the first inning. Always in the middle of the second inning, we have the military hero of the game. And uh, I've, I've said this before, this is one of my uh, favorite things that I get the honor to do here at Dodger Stadium as the PA announcer, and that is to introduce the military hero of the game, something that I take very seriously. Uh, this is one part of the script that I go through with a fine-tooth comb uh, at home before the games and make sure that everything is copacetic uh, from my point of view. And tonight... 
because it was opening night, special night, we had a U.S. Army World War II veteran, um, and his name was Tokuji Toke Yoshihashi of Pasadena. 100 years old, he turned in January, and, you know, he, he uh, signed up to join the Army in 1944, despite the fact that his family was interned at the Gila River War Relocation Internment Camp. So here he is seeing his family basically thrown into an internment camp for being Japanese Americans at a time when we were at war with Japan. But he, wa he was a Japanese American and he wanted to fight for this country. So he and his brother Ichiro signed up and they fought in World War II. In fact, they joined, at least I know that uh, uh, Toke joined the 442nd Regimental Combat Team. And if you don't know about these guys, they were the most decorated military unit for their size and the length of service in the history of the U.S. Army. So, just a, a fantastic thing. Like I've said this before, that whenever we have a World War II veteran here, it's a very, very special occasion as far as I'm concerned. Um, because there's so precious few World War II veterans left these days. And we have to treasure, honor, and hear their stories. So, it was really great to be able to tell uh, Toke's story uh, of patriotism, valor in combat. He was awarded the Congressional Gold Medal, Presidential Unit Citation, and won two Bronze Stars during his time. He was happily married to his wife Reiko until her passing in 2009, and like I said in January, he celebrated his 100th birthday and now enjoys gardening and spending time with his kids and grandkids and volunteering at the Go For Broke National Education Center. So, Technical Sergeant Yoshihashi the Dodgers, thank you for your service, sacrifice, and dedication to our country. And I hope he had a great time at the ballpark. He, they wheeled him out in a wheelchair because he's 100. Um, but he was able to stand up and, and receive a great ovation from the great fans here at Dodger Stadium. So, a fantastic night. Dodgers beat the Arizona Diamondbacks 8-2 on the strength of 12 hits. Will Smith, a great game tonight. Uh, he was three for four, and he had a double, uh, drove in four runs. James Outman continues to impress, uh, drilling a home run to left center field. He's a lefty, so he kind of went the other way there. Also hit a double, and it, he kind of turned his double from a single into a double, although I believe that the official scorer called that a, an error on the right fielder. But whatever it was, he ended up on second base, and uh, really, I think he... He caused that error in some ways by hustling so hard around first base on that hit that the right fielder tried to hustle to get there and maybe rushed it a little bit and botched the play, and, and Outman was able to slide in safely. He looked really good. He's a good-looking player out there, a good-looking player out in center field. He got the start in center field. Dodgers put out a pretty cool lineup. Uh, leading off was right fielder Mookie Betts. The, the two-hole was first baseman Freddie Freeman. Will Smith hit third behind the plate. Max Muncy, who, as I mentioned before, really, really, really struggled tonight with five Ks, a career high for him. Uh, he was at third base. Uh, J.D. Martinez came up with uh, a hit, and he was the designated hitter. And uh, when that guy hits the ball, you know it. So uh, we look forward to good things from him. David Peralta was uh, the sixth batter. He played left field. Miguel Vargas, second base, and then James Outman was the eighth hitter 
in center field. He he changed his number. He was wearing 77 back in the minors and in spring training, but he chose to go with David Price's old number, and he took number 33, and he basically said, hey, man, you know, double-digit numbers work good for me, so I'm going to stick with it. I guess he wore 55 at one point in his career as well. Uh, then he went to 77, so now he's got 33. Miguel Rojas over at short, he did make an error early on, kind of just bobbled a ball, and but he, uh, he got a couple of hits, and I get the feeling that this guy... Miguel Rojas, um, a veteran player uh, who's been on, played for the Dodgers before. It, it, much was made about the fact that when he was a rookie, one of the first balls ever hit to him um, as a Dodger uh, was during Clayton Kershaw's uh, late, late portions of his no-hitter back in 2014 in Colorado. And uh, Rojas made a really nice play uh, to get over there, range over from third base, and throw the guy out. So that was that's kind of his right now claim to fame, but I have a feeling that this guy, Rojas, is going to get some big hits for the Dodgers. So there you go. Dodgers are 1-0, and they have a chance to go undefeated this season. The dream is still alive. They could go 162-0. But really, we all know, you know, even after last year's uh, heartbreak, they won 111 games, which was pretty darn good, but uh, were ousted in the first round by the San Diego Padres. So you know, it's all about making the playoffs and getting hot at the right time. It's not about how many games you win or lose. But they have the chance to go undefeated. So, hey, thanks for stopping by the PA booth here at beautiful Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles. I'm Todd Lights, and I will see you at the ballpark. Thank you for listening to Dodgers Homestand with stadium announcer Todd Lights, taking you behind the scenes at Chavez Ravine and giving you a bird's eye view of Dodgers baseball, both on and off the field. Join us for our next episode. And if you haven't already, subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcasts.